welcome to another episode of That's Dope. My name is Godzilla Ugla. I am here. <laughs> I'm here in LA. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say, but we're here. And I have another guest with me. In fact, actually, I have my big brother. I'm my real big brother, but uh, I guess like one of the three men I call like my big brothers. Uh, Chris, a.k.a. IQ, a.k.a. a.k.a. IQ. <laughs> yes, yeah, as you can tell, I'm really on it <laughs> at this moment, but... Thank you so much for being here, Chris. Oh, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you are here in L.A. with me. You came for uh, the Bebop Nights, which just happened. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, you were the guy who helped me move to L.A. Um, and what else can I say? I mean, we've known each other for like three so years, right? No, I think it's been longer than that. I think you're right, actually. Yeah. Jeez. It's been a minute. Man, oh, man. So, I mean, uh, just, you know, just for the for the crowd, you know, who might not know you, you know, in the case they haven't come out to our events, bad people. Unless you're not here in America with us, then sorry. But, <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, you've been uh, performing at a lot of our events, right? Like, um the Bebop Nights you performed at, uh, you performed at the My Hero parties, the mm-hmm. uh, the Acom party, right? Yeah. Kingdom Hearts party. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts party. Yeah, you've been with this as soon as long as we've been a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, uh, how long you've been doing like what you've been, first of all, what do you do and how long you've been doing it for? Okay. I, I do a lot of different things yes. actually, but um, In mainly- fact, actually you even like recorded us when uh, we had a Justin Cook episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was the engineer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was quite handy. It was very nice. Uh, so we can just focus on talking to the man, the God himself. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, who are you? What do you do? Okay. So um, once again, my name is uh, Chris or IQ. Mm-hmm. And um, I do everything from putting together events, um, facilitating music for nerdy spaces. Um, I am an artist by the name of IQ. And I make music about anime, love, life, and you know, things of that nature. I like it. I like it. So, I mean, like, first of all, where does even IQ come from? Oh, um, it's funny. Uh, like it's like spelled with I E Y E Q, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, well, yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, what, where does that come from? Oh, it's cool. It actually, it came from a conversation that I was having with a friend of mine, um, by the name of Mike Media. And back in the day, uh, Mike Media started something in Orlando called Nerd Night. And so he'd have like all types of nerdy musicians and things of that nature and, you know, like video games and all that other good stuff. And I mean, it it was fairly uh, far ahead of its time. And um, we used to talk about a lot of things because um, Mike was like he was like a neutral party in the fact that in Orlando there was, um, you know, there were there was more than one kind of like nerdy faction. Really? <laughs> so think of it like Star Wars. How many gangs were there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, so being that Mike was on neither side, like didn't hate these guys and didn't hate those guys, mm-hmm. he was like, I, I don't necessarily want to, um, you know, not work with anybody or mm-hmm. have any issues. He just wanted to do what he wanted to do. And he wanted to, to have all of his friends that were nerds come together and have a good time. I like that. And so we used to talk about this, that stuff. Oh, jeez. I think it's something like seven or eight years ago. Okay. I, I don't even know. It's It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe longer than that. And one day we were just talking and I was kind of, you know, reiterating like, yeah, you know, you've always been neutral and you really shouldn't, you know. Choose sides or like join a click or whatever. Right? Just do what you do. Yeah. You know, like you enjoy what you do. You love what you do. Don't ever forget why why you do what you do yeah right because we all appreciate it and he was like man like you know you always give me such great advice he was like i'm gonna call you iq from now on Uh and you know we both laughed about it or whatever and and i didn't actually um have like a a rap persona or anything Uh and um, i always thought that if if i picked up a name it should be a name that i didn't necessarily um give myself yeah and, you know, I always think about thinking with your third eye anyway. Ah. So it's also something where perspective to me is a lot. And I also think about a lot of things. And, you know, the other nerdy side of it is I also love the Thundercats, right? Okay. So the Eye of Thundera. Ah, okay. And the Lord of the Rings. Uh-huh. Which, you know. ISR. Correct. So pretty much it was kind of like my yin and yang. Okay, right? uh-huh. I was like, is that a good thing to be ISRN related, right? <laughs> well, for the fact that I love the Lord of the Rings, yeah. yeah. Um, 
and to everybody, right? There, there are two sides of us, you know, Mm -hmm. um, even in, well, Dr. King said, you know, like even in the, the, what is it? Even in the worst of us, um, there is some good. And even in the best of us, you know, there is some bad. So you can never have one without the other because you, you never be able to fully appreciate one without the other. That's true. So I never wanted to be like, oh, well, only the great side of everything. The only difference is I, I'm I'm really big on bringing perspective, mm-hmm. you know. So a lot of times we talk about positivity and we talk about what we want and what we want to see. And I just want to remind people a lot of times of, A, why they do it, you know, why they love it or whatever. But I don't ever want anybody to think that I've never been on a side of things where it wasn't you know, on the up and up, like yeah. I've been on every side of that spectrum. So I it was see. real important. Okay. And then the last thing was, I, you know, when, um, when I finally like made a logo, right. It was based on the eyes and the wings of freedom from attack. Ah, Titan. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, like, how'd you like even start like rapping and then like, even like figure out like, well, this is what you're going to rap about, you know, like the content, you know, you, you do nerdcore rapping, which, um, also, could you even explain that too? Like, or do you do nerdcore rapping? Like, how would you explain like what you do? Um, it's real hard because uh, while while what I do is considered nerdcore, and I consider myself, you know, like to be nerdcore in some factions, there are factions where I don't. So, um, what I do, I mean, I make hip hop first and foremost. Um, nerdcore happens to be what I identify as in that you know under the, underneath that umbrella. So, you know, it's it's different for different people. And I love the fact that nerdcore is becoming a different thing now these days where we don't have to say, oh, well, I have to hit you with every Mario reference I can think yeah, of. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, waka, waka, waka. I, I hate that. Yeah. Um, it feels too corny at that point, right? Yeah, because, I mean, the thing that attracted me and still does is the originality of it, right? I want to be transported to a world that you live in. I want to know more about you in your music. And if all you're really doing is kind of just pandering in a way. Yeah. yeah. You know, like where's the, uh, where's the originality in the, in, in pandering Yeah. or even saying like, what did I get to learn from you in your music? Yeah. So for me, when it comes to nerdcore music, I, that's what I like, right? I like the fact that I don't necessarily have to talk about or say flat out that it's about a thing. Mm-hmm. But I also love the fact that at this point in time, in our time periods, right? Yeah. That it's it's cool, even if you want to make pandery Mario rap, that yeah. you can, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, there's just so much out there. Yeah. So um, pretty much, I guess, I don't know if I explained what nerdcore is or not. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess, could you guys like give a definition of what nerdcore is, I guess? Um, yeah. Man, I don't basically know what... Like, is it just like nerd-themed music i guess um some people say that nerdcore is the music itself some people say it's the community built around the music okay um like nerds like really flock to this stuff i guess yeah yeah they they really do um and i guess that would be because we're all nerds you know we all love what we love yeah so So, is it because like you're a nerd that you you want to make this stuff right here no i would be making this kind of music even if there was no designation for nerdcore. Really? Yeah. Okay. You know, like, I think it's um, a lot of people, now that it's a thing, it's like, ah, well, it's cool because we have nerdy music. But the truth of the matter is, like, nerdiness is not synonymous. You know, like, the two of them, hip-hop and nerdiness have always been a thing, right? Really? It just always hasn't been as celebrated i guess yeah could you explain that part because you know usually like when people i mean like you know me and you've been watching like this hip-hop documentary and i i can see what you mean but i think like most people who you know are fringe on hip-hop you know like even like too deep in hip-hop i feel like to be deep in hip-hop to know like the nerdiness of it you know yeah Yeah, well explain yeah okay so like for example right africa bambata Uh they were like superheroes right yeah they were african-american superheroes you know, you talk about the Wu-Tang Clan, um, everything from, you know, the Kung Fu flicks back in the day mm-hmm. to um, they watched 
comic books and I mean, they read comic books and watched anime and everything that we're into in this culture, they were also into, right? The only difference was because of the, the way that music has changed over the years, it wasn't as cool to talk about it. We could talk about uh, the space odyssey with cool Keith, right? And the fact that he had a theme that was, um, based in outer space, right? You know, that could be considered, one of the earliest like nerdcore albums, if you talk about nerdy stuff, right? You could talk about um, MF Doom, who, who literally has a comic book persona. Mm-hmm. We can talk about, let's see, um, Cannibal Ox, for example. Cannibal Ox had um, one of it's one of the most revered underground hip hop, you know, albums. Uh, it's called the Cold Vein, right? The Cold Vein is actually themed in Gotham. Right. So a lot of times they have their their own um, their own experiences and and there are things that they like. And you don't always get to see that that's where they come from, because most people don't talk to them. You know, like you, you, you love Doom. But when have you actually had a conversation with them? You know, like and you see a lot of that stuff and it's never been pulled apart. You talk about Lupe Fiasco, Mm -hmm. who talked about robots in anime like way before it was ever cool. True. You know, so that's why when we talk about this stuff, I don't don't ever want to not acknowledge that it's you know, I don't want to be like, oh, hip hop. It wasn't like nerdy or anything like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's always been. Yeah. You know, it was just never cool to be yeah and now it Until is more so all of a now. sudden uh, yeah. yeah now uh, all of a sudden we can talk about robots and anime and you know like even the samples from back in the day if you um uh was it jeru the damager right he he sampled the fist of the north star oh you know like things that you can pull up uh-huh. and look and when you start realizing like oh man like we've always been touching on comic book culture. We've always been talking on cult cartoon culture and we love these things the same way. Right. That's the, the commonality of it all that we don't always discuss. I think that I don't ever want to forget. That's awesome. That's cool. I mean, I, I learned something there too. I mean, cause I wouldn't have said that, you know, hip hop was nerdy until like more recently. You know, like when like Lupe came out, even Kanye West, I guess, you know, but it is good to know, like, yeah, it has always been. Yeah. Like in the documentary we were watching this uh, hip hop evolution that's on Netflix, you know, like seeing like African Bombada, like um, try to do a planet rock. Right. Mm-hmm. Like do um, like try to mix up techno music, you know, yeah. into hip hop, uh, trying to see people like scouring oldies and like try to like break it down or try to break down uh individual instruments i guess right and try to um you know make a whole new genre right there you know yeah 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 do you think black people are nerdy we've always yeah we've always been nerdy because you know like i feel our culture it's just never been cool to say it you know like uh uh you didn't want to be that guy yeah peddling comic books back in the day yeah which is a shame, though. I think we could have, like, really ran and, like, really made something with it, huh? Um, I think we have. Yeah. You know, like you, like most things, man, you look around this culture, it is littered with us. Mm-hmm. You know, we even talk about, we talk about anime stuff all the time, right? Yeah, of course, And yeah. the fact that, like, people act like anime culture comes from suburbia, mm-hmm. but it was in the hood before it was ever in suburbia. Mm. You know, like, and if you want to go back before that, we often talk about, like, how we watched it on Telemundo. <laughs> yeah, you know, how um, many people in, in, in the suburbs, you know, watching Telemundo. Yeah, right. So when we look at it, it a lot of it, we don't get the credit, you know, yeah. that sometimes is due for the things that we introduce because uh-huh. like anything that's gentrified, once once it hits a certain place, they take it, they say they like it and, and they, they run with it. Yeah. It's theirs. Uh-huh. So it's always funny to me, even when I'm at some of these cons, how people sometimes will will act like, you know, okay, well, these people over here cosplaying isn't cool enough, but we're we're all cosplaying Asian characters. Um, That baffles me, honestly, to, you know, like why are we sort of made our own elitism? Yeah. Like where it's just sort of like, yo, we're scaring off new people, you know, who want to do, you know, we have too many dub versus sub debates, which is dumb you know people who don't watch anime are just like what's the point right, right. We, we talk about like 
people who cosplay and it's like oh you're black you can't cosplay or oh you're too fat or yada yada you know like whatever yeah. dumb reason to exclude someone from this or how people really go hard with this sub versus dubbed right mm-hmm. but the minute that a popular like um, voice actor steps in the room or is at a con it's like oh my god mm-hmm. I gotta go see this person know, right? but you were just saying a minute ago yeah. how you hate yeah, dubs screw that guy right it's just sort of like it's what weird. yeah exactly and just it, I'm not sure if it's like the internet or if it's people or yada yada you know or if it's even people like if it's people like who want to sort of exact that sort of pain that they felt you know like when they were growing up and yeah. like didn't get a chance to to really showcase like their loves and passions and now is becoming cool right you right know, yeah but, but even in that you you see people who who want to make other people feel dumb bad. or bad mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like you're forgetting where why, we came from yeah. right you know like right why you started liking this stuff in the beginning mm-hmm. and we're so protective of it that we don't realize sometimes that we become the same bullies we hated yeah right that's a great point and it's, it's a shame to me because a lot of these titles you know these nerd centric titles are always sort of espousing good things you know i mean star wars right it's all about balance and trying to you know uh, try to like tone into the inner mysticism that we all have right mm. and like trying to be like the heroes right but people forget that right you know with all this star wars talk right yeah but uh, you you we were talking about it earlier mm-hmm. you, like everybody is the hero in their own narrative true you know like yeah. no matter which way that's that's it's crazy that when i first heard that right mm-hmm. you, you start to look at everything and you say man like when i look at it from the opposite side if i was over here man maybe i'd have did the same thing yeah because you you don't always know and we we don't look at people's circumstances a mm-hmm. lot we only look at the things that we don't that we can see i guess like in black and white yeah you know like it's just try to simplify it i guess just to move on just from having to dig too deep having to do the work to dig deep right yeah just sort of like okay you're this because this is what i see right right yeah but even with the the introduction of the internet right mm-hmm. it takes away people's work ethic mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. it takes away like being able to look up directions to a place yeah. means that I ain't got to look at a map or I don't have to pay as much attention when I'm on the road going to where I'm going. It uh, it takes away that that discovery. You know, like we have entire buildings that are libraries that just have books that are like read me and learn more stuff. Uh-huh. We don't have to do that anymore. No. You know, I think sometimes we we take that for granted because that information is right there at the tip of your fingers yeah that we don't even fact check it anymore you know no, not really yeah. people turn around and they go oh well i'm gonna google this oh well no that's fact but yeah. then you know you you look it up sometimes and it's not always fact that no. it's it's powerful in the fact that you can learn things and you can do things really quickly but it's also like a hindrance in the fact that it's taking away your thirst for knowledge you mm-hmm. know and that's you know sometimes that's sad yeah i can see that because, I mean, yeah, it is a shame, I think, like, where society, I guess, sort of is at the moment, you know? Like, where um, we there's so much information that's coming towards us at the moment, you know? And I think, like, uh, right now, especially everyone feels sort of sad, you know? Especially, like, you know, Kobe Bryant just died, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, fires in Australia. Uh, you know, there's bad, you know, possible war with, with multiple nations, right? And... At the same time, like we want things to be simpler, we want things to be happier. So we just sort of take things at fast, and, and also we want to pick sides really quickly, right? Mm-hmm. So we're hoping that people give us the information in a sort of easy way to just sort of digest it, I guess you know. Yeah. And then uh, I think it has sort of lowered like our ability to empathize with people in a way, I guess, because there's so much that's happening all at once. Um, but I am interested to see like how things will change. I mean, at least we're being aware of these things versus five years ago where it's just sort of like this is just the way it is right like the wild wild west yes yeah. i mean the internet is still such a new thing you know and especially like in human human uh uh human humanity right yeah you know like have we ever had a chance to be connected to uh the globe in such a way no no yeah no even to that to where we take that for granted mm-hmm. you know because you now know more about what those places are like yeah and that's even like, wow, I want to get up and I want to go and I want to learn and I want to explore, mm-hmm. you know, like 
it's crazy because I, I grew up in the hood, man, and we didn't leave it very often. Mm-hmm. And when I started leaving it, I was like, man, the world is so different than what I thought. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. You know, we talk uh, nature versus nurture, you know, environment, right? Mm-hmm. Environment does have a whole lot to do with how you perceive the world. Yeah. And it's crazy to me that more people don't want to see more of it. We talk about it, you know, but very often do I see people say that stuff. And when it comes time to be inconvenienced, like they're like, nah, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm just cool doing this. Yeah. Like that's a big thing about human nature. You're like, we all want to be comfortable, but you know, like a lot of the growth comes from when you're uncomfortable. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people talk about all the time about like traveling the world, but they usually only mean like two places, Europe and Japan. Right. Yeah. And then, okay, cool. Right. They don't want to see what the world really looks like. I guess, you know, like how a lot of people are living, you know, Yeah. you know, or they take like the tours and they, they just sort of stay like only on that tour path, you know, the clean, um, the clean ways, I guess, you know, yeah, which, the, which, the, the comfortable ways, yes, you know, like absolutely. I stayed up in, um, what was it? Um, St. Thomas for like, we, we technically lived in St. Thomas for What's like, that? it's, um, it's a U.S. territory. Okay. But it's, it's more like in the Caribbean. Oh, okay. Right? And so it's like right next to, um, it's like the Virgin Islands and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's not far from Puerto Rico and you can literally go to like the, um, what is it? The UK Virgin Islands. Oh, okay. Like, so it's like right there. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and when we went there, what life was when we first got there to what life became being there for three months was like night and day, right? Three months? Yeah. What happened? It might have been like three, three and a half. I don't know. Something like that. What happened? Um, well, I was there working. Oh. And um, we worked in the uh, school system. Um, when was this, by the way? When did you do that? Uh, this was maybe three years ago. Oh, wow. Not long I'd ago. Say. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't super. I mean, it was long, but it wasn't super long ago. Mm-hmm. And also what urged you to, to go there? Well, the job did. Okay. You know, like I like to eat. Yeah, so, for sure. All right. <laughs> they were paying and, um, you know, I was like, okay, well, we're going to do, we're going to go do this contract. But it changed the way that I viewed a lot of things. And even when I went to like, cause I also went to Norway before that. Uh-huh. But I'll touch back on that later. Okay. Um, But when we went there, what you saw was the way that the people that lived there lived their lives, right? And just because their their economy was really dependent on tourism, right? So you see that, like, there's, like, the regular dollar cab system, and then there's the tourist dollar cab Uh system, uh you know? uh So in the tourist dollar cab system, because they don't want the discomfort, right— there's a, you know, people that drive these cabs, they come, they pick them up, they charge them X amount of dollars and they go and they do the things that touristy people want to do. Yeah. Right. But if you just made yourself a little uncomfortable and walked up the block, <laughs> you could take a dollar cab literally for like a dollar or two, you know, and the, and the amount was such a difference, but it was all based on, on comfort, you know, like you go and, and you go to the clubs that they would have or the places to eat. You don't really get to see what St. Thomas is like or how awesome the people are because you only see them from a perspective of somebody who's just a visitor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got to sit down and have conversations with people and hang out and see places like on the Island that you don't normally see. We lived like we went from like being in a hotel to being all the way up in, um, like the mountain. Oh, wow. <laughs> like where you have to drive all the way up to the top and even just seeing what the island looked like and how beautiful it was, you know, but little things that people didn't realize that you don't think about because you, you're not looking at the people there as people like you. Yeah. You know, you're just... They're NPCs to you in a way. Almost. Yeah. You know, like it's weird because they, they really did. It seemed like they were NPCs, right? To where if you go to St. Thomas, one of the things that you should do when you walk into a place is good good morning, good evening, good afternoon, right? Of course, yeah. And that means that you have manners. <laughs> you know, like, uh-huh. like you're acknowledging that they're people yeah. and that there are people just like you 
in a place, but you'd be surprised, right? How many people go into places and they would not, not simply say, you know, good afternoon. Yeah. Good morning. Good evening. I think a lot of people are just like so nervous of putting themselves out there, you know? But I mean, like, that's not like, it's not like a good excuse, but that is just what it is, you know? Right. Like, whereas like they're but scared of looking at people or saying hi or whatever, right? You have to be conscious of other people's culture yeah. when you're in their territory. Absolutely. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and nowhere you will go in, in, uh, in St. Thomas, right, where somebody will not say to you as soon as you walk in the door or, you know, something to that extent. Mm-hmm. They will always say, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, yeah. you know, like good night yeah. or whatever. You really, if you're not paying attention, right, you don't realize that that's happening everywhere that you go. So when you don't say it back and they kind of look at you a little weird, uh-huh. it's like, I don't understand why this person was so rude to me. Hmm. Right. Yeah. You started it the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. You see somebody hold the door open for you and you don't say like, thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, you just look at them. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's. I don't know. I guess it's human nature, but it's still something that I feel like people sometimes need to be more conscious of. I agree. No, I I, I, I can agree with that. Like, for, like it, I think it happens I, like when it happens here in America, it's strange. It's like, eh? you know, <laughs> it sort of sticks with you. It's just sort of like, why that guy just walked by, you know, or sort of expected that. Like, I should have done something like that. Right. Yeah. 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 I held the door open for a lady one time and this was not too long ago. Oh, yeah. She was like, excuse me. And I was like, oh, What's the problem? <laughs> like, you mean thank you? Yeah, right. I, I'm confused right now. I know, right? Like, I just, I'm holding the door open for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, you're one of the most helpful guys I know, you know? It's like, you helped me move from Texas to L.A. Yeah, uh, Texas to L.A., yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah. we lived. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was... Oh, man. That was fun, hard, but it was a good time, though, right? Yeah, it was. You know, like, yeah, it's it's is weird when people like sort of mistreat you, you know, <laughs> Hell, actually like one of my you know favorite things that you do. I mean, I still think it's sort of strange, but like, I, I appreciate it. You know, it's like when you dap up everybody, you know, like mm-hmm. you always like bring it in. Boom. You know, I'm just sort of like, Whoa, okay, cool. <laughs> and not for me, but you know, like whenever I see you happen to other people mm-hmm. and like you gave me a really good explanation of like why you do that, you know, like why you dap up everybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Could you could you like yeah explain like why you do that? Oh well, the reason why is because there's there's nothing more disarming than just being genuine, right? Like a lot of times you can have all of these expectations of somebody else, right? But there's something about giving a person a hug, you know, and and generally meaning it, right? That transfers to a person, and and even with the way that I shake my hand. I don't want anybody to think that I'm anything other than authentically me, mm-hmm. right? There are different types of people in this world. And for me, I could I could try to be the way that you are and assimilate into, into whatever I think you may think, you know, that comfort is. But it's not it's not being authentically me. It's not saying like, hey, I'm here. I'm different from you. You know, like sometimes that means I'm a black dude and um, this is the way that I greet people. Yeah. You know, like, I don't feel like I'm doing anybody anything by trying to act like them. So even if it feels a little uncomfortable to some people, I want you to know that I'm authentically being me. And this is how you might meet some other people in the world. And if anything, I'm doing you a disservice if I'm just trying to constantly keep you comfortable or, or you know, within the confines of whatever you think normal is. So for me, it's it's important because I want you to to look at everything. I'm, I'm a person. I'm not like you. I don't have to be. And nobody should have to be like you for you to be comfortable. Dang, that's deep. <laughs> I like that. I mean, because I mean, I definitely change up, you know, based off like, oh, OK, that's that's, you know, what I think, you know, I don't like not what I know, but. Okay, that's a white chick right there. I don't know if she's gonna want me to dap her up, but you know, you you just do it with everybody, everybody. You yeah, know? and I think that's a, a pretty good thing, actually. Yeah, and even down to that, right? Like, 
sometimes you see that stuff and, and people use it as a barometer for what they think intelligence is. You know, something as simple as the way that I speak. Right. But we code switch so much to move towards someone else's way of speaking that it's like they look down on the way that we speak because it's not like the not way them. that exactly. they do. Exactly. Mm. And, and the way that I look is, is not a barometer for my intelligence. The way that I speak is not a barometer of my intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's what I do. It's, it's how I move. It's how I learn. It's, it's, it's everything, you know, that is not just based on this one thing because there are people who are plum dumb in some things mm-hmm. and complete geniuses in others, right? Yeah. That's everybody in this world. We all have some type of talent or something that we're really good at, right? But we don't often get to talk about it, you know? Like, I know some people that are super book smart, but people dumb, mm-hmm. you know? Like, in that part is being empathetic enough to look and say, you know what, there is something to this picture that I simply don't understand, but I, I, I refuse to look down on it just because I don't understand it. Yeah. I often more than anything else want to understand, yeah. you know? So I like that. that. I like that. That's cool, man. Speaking of looks like you, I see you always wear at least like one overwatch thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, like, First of all, I guess like uh, for people who don't know, Overwatch is like a video game series. You know, you always wear at least like like the 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 hat. Like I feel like the hat is like part of your 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 trademark style. Really, actually, it's even even your like your your chibi like animated logo type of deal, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. before it was the um, the Overwatch hat. I always have like a hat of yeah. the season, right? Okay. Uh, like it used to be um my my Cowboy Bebop hat. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I know that one because mm-hmm. Cowboy Bebop is like my favorite anime. Ah, I, I mean, didn't know that. Yeah. Well, okay. So when it comes to time periods, mm-hmm. I have a favorite anime of like every time period. Okay. So when people ask me what like my favorite of all time is, yeah. it's a little unfair because I've been in the game so long, <laughs> I can't necessarily like the it changes uh-huh. right yeah of course so while i like some and others i like certain things in in other you know points in time uh-huh. but the thing about cowboy bebop for me is that even in today it's still as relevant as it is it it some anime don't last the test of time right well, like which ones like come to mind for oh you? man we ain't gonna talk about that i'm down let's do it no no I no i love controversy <laughs> <laughs> no controversy <laughs> cancel this mind now <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just said that that wasn't like no right. no no it was great for what it was back then, then uh, right yeah but now with these days you know things are so different yeah but that's also because the quality is different like you can't hold up many dubs that's like when you first first started you know, dubbing anime to now, yeah. you can't even do that with the subs, you know, because it's, it's not all accurate. So that's even when I hear people talk about sub versus dub, it's like, yo, how are you sitting here saying to me right now that you prefer it subtitled when that subtitle can't even translate correctly, right? Everything that they're really saying. Because well, they don't know that part. Like right. they, This is what they think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you, what, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, when you hear the dub, the dub is the closest thing to your dialect that you're going to get. Mm-hmm. That's the closest thing that hits in a way. You yeah. hear people speak in their language and you say, ah, oh, well, I like the way that it feels. I like the feeling of it better. But it's like, yo, they're speaking in their negative, in, in, in their native tongue. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not exactly the same. When you get a good dub in English, it hits. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It really hits. Mm-hmm. So for me... You know, like that's that's an important part of everything. And we haven't had all the pieces of the puzzle together. But when they did those dubs back then. Yeah. Like Bebop. 90s, 80s. Yeah. In my opinion. Right. Like it's the best sub of all time. It's the best dub of all time. And it's the best translation of all time. Wow. Like I've yet to see something that I that pulled me in and I loved as much of it. Like, you know, we could talk about Steve Bloom for days, but mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is a lot of us in the hood, we rock with that dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Steve Bloom? Yeah. yeah. When they talked about doing the um the live action, I was excited and sad all at the same time. Yeah. Because it's like, man, it's cool 
that we've gotten to this point where these shows are, are like starting to become that prominent, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. To where they're like, oh, well, we need to make an ad- adaptation of this. Absolutely. But I often get scared and sad because I hope that they have the same love for it that I do. Yeah. I think that's the sad thing. Like where, you know, at least it's getting better now. You know, it's not like the early 2000s where everything was just, you know, like a, a adaptation that was crappy, right? You know, Resident yeah. Evil movie or whatever, right? And it's getting better. I mean, The Witcher, like, was a great adaptation on Netflix. Yeah, it's awesome, yeah. man. It's awesome. Mandalorian was pretty good. You know, and I, like, I like that a lot. You know, I Star Wars. And I love that, like, um, you know, like, these executives are paying attention. And, like, all these Disney remakes are coming out. All these um, nerdy franchises that are the biggest blockbusters of the year, you know? Yeah, but a lot of times, man, that's because they have people that are fans first in these spaces, you know, like you don't get my hero academia, right. Without like Yu Yu Hakusho or, or, or cowboy bebop, you know, like you don't even get anime with that explores other types of music without, you know, Watanabe. So when you look at that and you say like these people at the time, you know, did something that was out of the norm to great success, you know, like later on, these franchises only do better with time because a lot of us that it really starts to hit, when we look at these things now, you, you we, we don't often talk about the source material and say like, okay, well, without Bebop doing as great of a job that they did, that set the bar. And that's why it's also so significant to me because it set a bar for everybody around. It put everybody on, on yep. notice. You know what I'm saying? That's it was facts. like, if you ain't putting this type of quality into what you're doing. Yeah, no one's going to check that out. Yeah, and nobody's going to hire you. Yeah, You know, like, it's also a competition. Mm-hmm. So looking at it and saying like, yo, salute, because you guys did such a great job that you set the bar for everything going past you and even things that happened before you where people are like, well, we might have to redo this or, you know, looking at a complete project and saying like, this is what this can look like on a, on a daily basis. You know, like I think it it was one of the most important dubs to ever happen you know like i and, and i like a couple of other dubs that happened before then right like i i, I watched uh golden boy right yeah yeah i'm the, actually watching that right now it's great yes. and the the dub of it is really great because it's funny yeah you know like and you get to see how people kind of um brought different things throughout different time periods which is kind of what we were talking about earlier right that's why I can never say that it's completely fair to be like, OK, well, this is great. And um, this is my top 10. Like, nah, if you ask me like back in the 90s, what my top 10 is, it's of different course, yeah. than what it is now. There's only been so many great things have come out. What is like, I guess, like your your top list like um, from different periods? You, like you had mentioned that before. So it's like what what is like some of your favorite stuff uh, from like the last decade or like. However, what, what periods do you even break it up into? Oh, man, it just it just depends on when they're asking, I guess. So well, I'm asking. Um, now. Let's what? see <laughs> <laughs> if, if we're talking about in. Um, in the period of uh, Bebop, I'm going to say my top ones from that time period are obviously Bebop and Yu Yu Hakusho. Cool. Um, I can't say even though I really like it, I didn't I didn't explore the dub until much later it was um, uh, Roromi Kenshin. Okay. Let's see. What other dubs that really, really did? I mean, it have to be dub. I mean, oh. just, yeah, whatever. Like, oh, however that, you judge, like, what your favorite. Okay, so, yeah, in that time period, um, I don't necessarily count the Gundam series because they're different types of anime. Yeah, okay. But it was definitely in my, in my in the top of my list was uh, anything Gundam, to okay. be real with you. Like, okay. over the times... Anything Gundam I've loved, even the stuff that people don't. Yeah. Um, nowadays, days though, um, there are so many. Like every every season, I have a different. You know, like Yuri on Ice is definitely in my top Ooh, ten. Really? Um, yeah. Um, I don't know where to put Epo anymore um, because it's now, then, and now. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily know where to put um, Grappler Baki because uh-huh. that was my joint. Um, 
so now these days, let's see. There's My Hero Academia. Uh-huh. Um, I'd probably throw in, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Oh, really? Okay. I yeah. need to check that one out myself. It's great. Um, Demon Lord was really good. I don't know which one that was. Oh, um, let's see. Now I got to think of another one. No, 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 no. Don't, don't worry about explaining things to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's like, I like hearing like what your list is, you know, it's like, oh, cool. I'm, I'm learning things about you and, you know, things that maybe I got to check out myself. Right. Yeah, dude. Um, let's see. Cause yeah, right now, I mean, it's like, there's been only so much good stuff, you know, like, um, this last year, 2019, like has cranked out a lot of great content and, you know, like it's hard to like even just sort of limit, you know, limit it to such and Dude, such, right? I'm biased because I love Attack on Titan. Yeah. I, I mean, loved it from the very beginning. I mean, though, me too. When people hated it. They hated it back then? Yeah. Yeah. At the very beginning, it really? got it got like a lot of harsh reviews. Huh. And that was I would say it like got both like a lot of love and then also even like, I guess, like a lot of harsh reviews. You know, people love to say Aaron's a bitch. And I'm like, hmm, I guess so. But, yeah, you know, you got to go through it. But yeah. it's it's. For me, I looked at that anime like, and I thought it was the coldest thing ever. I thought so too. Um, I'm forgetting one right now because uh, there's one that I've been really digging. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Uh huh. Um, I guess you don't really dig it. No, I'm kidding. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like hmm. there, there are too many things, man. I mean, I remember everything I like. Just saying. <laughs> Awkward silence. I know, right? <laughs> no, I, no, but I, I watch so many, though. Yeah. Um, dude, I'm just watching Bacano. Yeah. Just getting into it. And that was from 2009. Or yeah, man. It, it's eight, great, yeah. though. Um, Man. Okay. Well, okay. well, if you remember it, feel free. To I shall. It. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess, like, back to your music, uh, I guess, like, what have been some of your favorite topics and favorite songs to that you have done recently or like ever you know ever yeah um man i know right like i should have should have let you know that like hey gonna be talking about your favorites so get ready sir but <laughs> you know i i like sort of bringing it on people just always like mm. okay so my favorite anything that i've done um would probably be one of the first songs is uh, uh 11 a.m to deadline that i did with kadesh flow and Richie Branson. Um, it was an important song. Uh, we we kind of like trolled the um, the VPC, and it was VPC? like yeah, um, vocal producer challenge. It was a thing that we we kind of was in at the time. Well, I wasn't. They were, and they asked me to come do a verse. But um, at the what time, what is it? Uh, the vocal producer challenge is um, this thing that happens. Um, and like some of the nerdcore channels. Ah, uh, okay. And um, we were doing that. They asked me to come in and do a verse or whatever. And um, the song we ended up doing was just phenomenal. And the other thing about it was it was really significant in the fact that Richie, um, he he had been diagnosed with cancer. Oh, dang. So um, he was going to have surgery not too long afterwards. And it could have been one of the last songs, if not the last song that he ever did. Wow. Um, and so that was really, you know, like, you know, when it really hits you later on that like this, this could be it. Um, it was really emotional. And um, I remember back then I kind of had a little chip on my shoulder. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, like I just I felt like I needed to show people kind of like okay well as much as y'all you know because it's a competition where there's lots of people and i am competitive yeah and it's like okay well i just need to show y'all from time to time here's what like, i can do this is what i'm capable of when i want to be and i prefer to do the things that i prefer to do not because i you know can't but because i want to yeah so it was one of those Man. and, um, and richie's good now right yeah, yeah, he's he's doing great. Cool, um cool. he remember he came to yes, the uh, just for people who don't know like yeah, situations, true. yeah. Yeah, um and Richie had the surgery and he's doing okay. He's he's doing great as good. a matter of fact. Good, good. And um you know, he went on to do many many great things. He he works on um all types of stuff now from Bleacher Report. Um what is it? He does stuff over at Harmonix and and um 
Rooster Teeth, like he does stuff for Camp Camp. He's like the main producer for Camp wow. Camp. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, cool, cool, cool. All right. And it, uh, do you have any other like good pro- or big projects that you worked on that, you know, are some of your favorites or anything like that? Um, yeah. Well, I, I guess everything is my favorite. For right? sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Because <laughs> at the time when I but was. But if you had doing... to choose one that you can only save from a burning ship. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Everyone else is like, Papa, help us. Uh, um, and you're like, I can only extend my hand out to one project to save. It's going to be my Anita Baker project. Nice. Like, um, and that's just for sentimental reasons. Mm-hmm. I love Attack on Titan. Yeah. But I, I love Anita Baker more. So, if it so was what is that project? Shit, yeah. Um, uh, Triple L, uh, Live Love Life. So, I just released the second part. Um, basically I did a, like an, an album and I've been putting it out in EPs. So like the first EP was a uh, live and it was a couple of singles. One of which, um, is one of my other favorite songs is, a uh, is a song I wrote about, um, Yuri on ice. Mm-hmm. And, um, the next one is love. And I just put that out on Anita Baker's birthday. So every one of these I've been putting out on her birthday. Oh, um, like every year? Every year. Okay. And the third one will come out on her birthday. Next year. Next year. And then gotcha. it'll be in the form of the entire album. When's her birthday? January 26th. Okay. Okay. I see. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. That's why it's been on the same date. I see. Because that's, that's her birthday, which happened to just be, you know, rest in peace. So why Anita Baker? Um, When it comes to Anita Baker... Um, she's a very big part of my childhood and, and just my life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how you have certain artists that are like part of the soundtrack of your life. Yeah. She's one of those for me. I see. And, um, when it comes to musicality, I, I think that, um, we have a lot of, uh, a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot of what I do musically through listening to her music. I mean, there are lots of other people, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, um, I remember the moments like being with my mom and listening to Anita Baker, you know, the musicality in her music. I like big sounding music. And that's because of people like her, people like Prince, you know, where I love music that has big sound. Mm. Um, but I also think that having having a style of your own that people can pick up no matter where they hear you, right, is an important thing. I used to love the fact that Anita Baker can't be copied. You know, like she's uniquely her. She always has been from the way she looks to the way she's always presented herself to her sound is uniquely her. And there are lots of like iconic women in in her generation, but she stands out in a way where she didn't have to be as powerful of a singer. She didn't have to be, you know, I can't say articulated because she's very, um, she didn't have to be somebody. I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't have to be somebody else. Right. To be uniquely her. Yeah. And I, and I always love that. Like when you listen to her accompaniments, it sometimes sounds like she is an instrument you know, with, with her singing. Oh, wow. You know, so you're, ba, ba, da, 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 you know, I can't help but think of Spice Adams. <laughs> every, time, <laughs> every time I hear that, I'm just really like, Spice Adams. Ah. <laughs> yeah, but things yeah. like that, where her runs sounded more like she was playing an instrument herself mm-hmm. and it's her voice. Honestly, that know? does sound like an instrument of sorts, like as if like a flute, not flute, but you know, some, something you blow into yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and i mean there there are lots of women that that have come b- before her yeah you know that have that soul and that pizzazz you know but for me she's stuck more than most others right like i remember one of my favorite songs like ever is like uh no one in the world right and it was one of my favorite joints i remember i used to dance with my mom to like no one and um, I remember when they came out with the video and the whole nine, like it was a big production. They had like Spike Lee in it and all of these other stars. And it was like the coolest thing to watch. Right. And um, for me, it, it just cemented like 
there'll never be a time I don't I don't love this woman. It's just I I, I <laughs> Oh, I like man. that. No, no, that's great. You know, like I, I actually had been wondering because, you know, I've known you for a while, but I hadn't been able to ask you more in depth why. So that's pretty cool. I yeah, like that. Yeah. No, I, but we'll be for sure linking to the projects uh, on our podcast and all right and on our pages. Yeah. But that's cool. I like that. I, I really like that. Uh, and then I did want to ask, um, like you brought up Norway before. Yeah. Like, uh, so I was like, let's get back into that part. So, yeah, what, what happened? that brought you out to Norway because that's a pretty random spot. Don't get me wrong, a spot that I would <laughs> like to go to, but random, I guess, right? <laughs> well, you were talking about, um, you know, people just being one place in Japan. Yes. Mind you, Japan is, is on my list. Japan is great. I want to go there multiple times, but people only want to go to Japan true, or most safe of spots. You know, are afraid that I'll never come back. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. Although, you know, like as much as I like traveling to Japan, I don't, I don't want to work in Japan. You know, I don't, really? I don't think I want to live. No. They have like extreme work hours, you know, like um, I was just watching a report on CNBC, like they did a report. Um, they have to do like, like the expectation is to do like 80 hours of overtime monthly, you know, mm. to stay, um, you know, to do like tw- ten to twelve hour work days, go out with your fr- go out with your coworkers, and then do it again the next day, right? Yeah. And it's just sort of like it, it sounds, and then you're not also getting paid that much, you know? Like you're living in small apartments that are with paper thin walls, right? You know, it's like, eh. and then also being a black guy is like being a black guy is a novelty, but like if I'm looking to like be accepted in a place, I'm not thinking a homogenous place like. Japan would probably be the best, even if I know Japanese. You know, I've seen quite a few documentaries on black people who live there who still, and like they speak great uh, Japanese. And like there's actually a guy, like uh, he's Nigerian, like he's American, but Nigerian, right? Ni- yeah. Nigerian American. Oh, but uh, but he's a TV host, TV show host there, right? And he's actually a celebrity, but um, he does say like how on the outside he feels, you know, like yeah. how like they, they characterize him as this, you know, funny guy, you know, like who's going to be made fun of, I guess, in a way, you mm-hmm. know, versus someone who's really a part of their culture. Got it. Yeah. So so he still feels like an outsider. Yes, absolutely. And, and I think that's been like a sort of a given or a, a, like it has been um, uh, the, the same tone for like a lot of other black people. We Funny thing is like when I went to Japan for the first time uh, four years ago at this point, um one of the first people I met there was a black woman. We were super lost and she was just riding her bike and we, there was nobody else that, you know, could help us. Cause like, I don't even know how to read, uh, directions, you know, like, uh, it, the, the dresses are a little strange in Japan. They're different, you know, I shouldn't say strange. It's just different. Um, so she helped us get to where we needed to go. It was funny. It was, she was just some random black chick, but then we talked a little bit and she told us like a little, like how hard it could be for, you know, for her, to be there and she'd been living there for about a year at that point yeah yeah so yeah a little point but yeah so uh but yeah norway yeah like, oh yeah you know. norway man was was amazing in the fact that it changed the way that i look at a lot of things really right um they are I also did you just go to norway just because oh no i went to norway because i have family there oh so um i went to go visit some of my family for like the very first time ever Really? Yeah. How long has your family been living there? Mm, like 20 years. Wow. Maybe longer. <laughs> something like that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, for a, a quite a grip. And uh, that's like a whole story in itself, to be honest. Yeah, right. Next time I get you on a podcast, got to hear about that. Yeah. So I went out there, um, you know, I got to see my family and I got to explore and be there for like maybe two weeks or so. And... um you know, in that two weeks, it was it was really awesome to see, you know, because we talk about a lot of things in our culture and we don't necessarily practice it. Yeah. But on the other side, um, they practice a lot of what they preach, you know, and seeing, I guess, just another place that wasn't the U.S. where everybody has like health care, yes. you know, <laughs> Things like that. How where, weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That they know more about our political system than we do. Yeah. Or that their political system, that there is no such thing as a um, a lifetime uh, politician. Right. Smart. Yeah. That's not a thing, you know. Uh-huh. And even 
if something comes into um, play there, if they don't like it, they can, the people have the power and can veto a thing, you know, like it's not as, I guess, corrupt of a system. Yeah. Things that I saw like. Like the power uh, is really within the people. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, the person who makes a billion dollars pays as much in taxes as the person who makes one dollar. Which makes a ton of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it sounds like we have a lot of things to learn from all these other nations that honestly sound like they got their stuff together, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean. I mean, you don't hear about problems from Norway. I mean, the only. Well, anyways. You know, oh, like, they got their problems. Yeah. Though. I we, bet. Yeah. They're just different. Yeah. You know, like even even within like um the way that our society is, is uh structured, right? Yeah. A lot of times. I think one of the biggest problems is we trivialize each other's problems, mm. right? Just because, you know, you have a lot of money doesn't make you exempt from depression. True. Doesn't make you exempt from having issues. Your issues are just different, but they're real to you. So that's the thing that I also noticed, right? Was like that just the care of, of the human psyche is important to them, yeah. right? Like prisoners are able to leave prison sometimes. Hmm. That that's a thing. You know, like they care about actually rehabilitating and putting their prisoners back into society. So reintegration is super important for them. When I started seeing stuff like that, you know, it 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 changed like and when they talk about, you know, um equality, right? There are women that are bosses just like there are men. And I mean, women are like bosses, bosses there. And they feel very empowered. They are empowered in that, you know, women are empowered to chase after men the same way that men, you know, chase after women here. Wow. You know, like they're not looked at a certain kind of way like you might look at them here. Mm -hmm. So... I started seeing all of that stuff and just seeing like how they treat each other. I mean, mind you, racism is a thing. That, I mean, I bet it's a homogenous country. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's also steeped in, uh, in nationalism, I guess. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like what's all going on in just Europe with refugee crisis and there's so much more deeper stuff, but still it's not an excuse for racism or really like that sort of, uh, scary nationalism. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, much like anything else, you know, there are their they have their stereotypes. Yeah. Um, however, the people that I met, like I still have friends that will probably be my friends until I'm, you know, till I'm gone mm -hmm. that still care about me, still like check up on me, even though I'm not there anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's just different, yeah. you know, like seeing that type of stuff. It just reminds me of why we fight so much to to have equality here yeah to to have the safe spaces that we um that we have here yeah you know another thing that i do obviously um i'm a part of a group called the npc collective mm -hmm. just like you mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, explain um, what it is the npc collective stands for uh, nerdy people of color mm -hmm. and um we're a collective that brings representation to nerdy spaces right and, um, you know, as much as we like to say that we're all one, you know, sometimes some people in this group aren't treated fairly, aren't represented equally, mm. you know, like don't get the opportunities that their counterparts often do mm -hmm. and aren't always compensated in such a way. Yes. You know, like they're, they're, those things are things that we kind of fight for. And so we try to bring more awareness and, and more visibility and more people of color and, you know, to have experiences where people see that we're in these uh, in these spaces, but even to the youth to see that it's cool and that it's OK. Right. That, that you can come to a, a convention because there are more people that look like you. There are more people that are all right with your experience yes. as well. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's real important, at least the work that we do to be spoken of and to be viewed, you know, like, so. It's a crucial time, I would think, for such a group to exist. Like, 
just as we were saying at the very beginning of like black people and people honestly of color or just people really entering this nerdy space right mm-hmm. and like just being able to showcase like what they can do right um it's crucial that we are included in this right yeah but yeah. that we're not just included but that we're able to build that we're able to to represent ourselves you know in a humanistic way yeah you know like i often think that we take that for granted too much yeah you know that we're not all being looked at the same way yes and that that empathy is not the same across the board unfortunately you know we we had a, a panel that we did at Pac South, right? Yes. And there was a gentleman, you know, and he was uh talking and he his kids were there and he asked, you know, like um, you know, about, you know, color and differentiation and, and kind of like what he could do to be helpful. Mm-hmm. You know. And um I told him one of the things that I said was like we often talk about not seeing color, right? Yes. I don't want you to not see color. Yeah, because I, I want you to acknowledge color. Yes. And I agree with that personally. Yeah, that there is a difference. And when you start acknowledging that there is a difference is when things can be different. Yes. Because it also takes, you know, the people who are in more control of some of these things to say, hey, this isn't right. Yes. Or, hey, we need to see more of this. It's only when we start truly working together mm-hmm. and understanding that despite differences, those differences are actually good. Right. Right. Mm-hmm that there are lots of great things within them. Yes. And that's the part that I don't always see that I, I will never stop fighting for. I like that because it's crucial. It's absolutely crucial. And you know, I I really do appreciate all you've done. I feel like you really embody what you do say, you know? Um, And you know, I'm really grateful, you know, I'm really grateful that you, you are as genuine as you are, you know, like you really are killing them with kindness. And I think that's, uh, a big thing, you know, a big crucial step, you know, in uh, like the whole the whole group, you know, our whole group being able to really make it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate that, man. Well, well thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, you know, like I, I definitely wanted to introduce my big bro, you know, like my big bro Chris, who has been such a big helper, you know, like just sort of guiding me, um, helping me get to where I am. Uh, looking out for me, you know, you call me every now and then, you know, just to check how things are going. You know, I definitely have appreciate that, you know, and I'm excited to see your project. So uh, I guess before we end, like where can people find you? What should people be looking out for from, from you, you know, and uh, you know, what can uh, people hope to see for, from you? Um, I mean, going forward, mm-hmm. um, what people can hope to see from me, and we didn't talk about this a whole lot. Oh, yeah. But, I um, didn't. I should, yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, next time, yeah. Uh, Bites and Beats. Yes. Uh, B-Y-T-E-S-A-N-B-E-A-T-S. And I will link those pages on the podcast. Yeah. Uh-huh. And most things, music, M-U-S-I-C-E-Y-E-Q, mm-hmm. will pull me up on most. I'm, I'm sometimes hard to find online. A little bit, yeah. Um. And yeah, check out the Anita Baker project. Um, you know, I, I have a couple of different projects on Bandcamp. Cool. So everything from the Attack on Titan project to the Anita Baker project and whatever else I'm working on, I'm going to be releasing a new album this year as well. Cool. Which will be like my first true kind of like album album. Yeah, like like, like cool. full length, full length. Because the other things have been EPs, right? Um. The Attack on Titan album was an album. Okay. Um, Because I have that on my phone still. Right. Mm -hmm. But this album that I'm working on is like a full length, full length. And it's not necessarily rooted in like Attack on Titan or, you know, um, Borderlands. Yes, like a property. uh Right. Like another property. property. It's, It's just me working on a project and if it happens that there are nerdy things in it yes it's because we it's um, you right right mm-hmm. so that part of everything is is a uh, what is the name of the album again is um digital sunshine okay when's that happening so i don't have a specific date yet cool, cool. but i'll be releasing this year. um this year cool and i'll be releasing uh actual singles from the project and even in not trying to do a theme, we still ended up with some kind of theme. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's all tied together through something, right? Through something. Like yeah. um, most of the people that I worked with on this project, um, 
are all from Florida. Mm-hmm. So like are all my crew, my family and my people. Um, and if they were on the project, then most likely they did something with me in Florida at I some see. point in time. Uh-huh. I, I hate the Florida man like <laughs> narrative. You do? Yeah. I, I mean, that's not good, but at the yeah, same time. <laughs> I really do. Uh-huh. Um, but the other part of it is to show a better part of Florida, of Florida mm-hmm. in Orlando. I right. Mm-hmm. Like I rep rep Orlando. So seeing, you know, that we have so many diverse things that sometimes get swallowed by the mouse, you know, because people only think Disney. But we have such uh, an amazing, amazing like music life. It's it's crazy. And there are so many talented people outside of Disney and and, yeah, Universal Studios, of course. Uh, see what you did there (laughs) (laughs) outside of those things Uh you get what i'm saying like that you will go to universal you'll go to all the theme parks but they don't ever get to come and truly experience orlando Mm -hmm. orlando yeah um because honestly i don't know what's in orlando other than those right (laughs) i would like to think that this album is going to be a very good representation of of the artistic life in orlando cool I'm excited, man. I'll, yeah. We'll be releasing those also on our pages like once they're out. So can't wait to see all that. Uh, anything else that uh, people should know uh, the see that, you know, people that should see from you or they should know that's about to happen or anything like that? Um, I mean, we'll be... Just stay tuned, I guess, right? Yeah, stay tuned. Uh, we'll be at MomoCon this year. Cool. That's um, in May. Can't announce Atlanta, huh? some other things. More things will be coming soon. As more. soon as they are Many announced, more. we will boom. We will be having them on our pages, and I don't expect this to be the last time. I mean, shoot, you know, like this is there's going to be more opportunities. Oh to yeah, have I mean, there's, there's a ton of other things to touch on. So if we didn't yeah. kind of like finish up on something that you wanted to hear about, yeah, right. You know, it's you technically should... your second time on the podcast anyway, so it's going to be more times. I think. Yeah, indefinitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool, man. Thank you so much. Uh, it, it's a pleasure. You know, it was a pleasure to have like a more serious podcast, you know, and just like a deeper episode, you know, like I was thinking I was ready to talk about like anime and video games like always. But this is this is really nice where I'm just sort of like, dang, look in, your, look, look, look in yourself, you know, that inner meditation. You know? Oh, man. The next time I'm going to come with my list. There you go. Get you ready. Get you ready for that, right? <laughs> get ready for the list. Yeah, it's going to be a list. Yes. Well, anyways, thank you guys uh, very much for listening to the podcast. Uh this is like episode 40 episode 41 something like that we made it Woo! we we, we on the we got fours 40s plus episodes i don't know hey. i'm happy about that and then also we've been doing events uh with the you know the whole that stuff entertainment type of side thing so um you know we got a final fantasy party in the works yeah so at least that's what i can say and then also uh, even like an anime awards, although I think by the time this episode comes out, the anime awards might already happened. But anyways, we got more events coming up. We got more podcast episodes coming up. Uh, Try to do big things. So, you know, please support us. Please uh, leave a review, you know, share this with your friends. Uh, like it, you know, tell us what you think, you know, honestly, like if you're interested in being on the podcast, we'll love to have you on actually, you know, um, anything else, uh, anything from you? Um, no, I think that's about it. Dope. All right. Well, as always, y'all stay dope. Thank you for listening and peace. Peace.